0: Hey there, Queenies. Freddie came to me last night in a dream and said, Randy, stop bashing all of Roger's terrible lyrics. I said, no deal, Fred. Plus, Brian can also stink the joint up pretty good on occasion. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. Think about yourself at 15. High top basketball shoes, jean jacket, and a bad attitude. And at Mr. Deacon's bass, blaring out of your boombox. Look how far you've come.
1: Brand new
2: angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Part review Give us a kiss, Kevi.
3: My voice sounds rich and resonant through these headphones, Randy.
0: Hey Kev, how's it going?
3: It's going... Well, you know how it's going. Let's not pretend.
0: So, uh, should we start this again, except uh, this time you'll <laughs> fucking hit fucking record?
2: <laughs> oh,
3: dear God. I mean, it's. The... I'm sure anyone else out there who's listening who does a podcast, I'm pretty sure you'll know how it feels when you realize 15, 20 minutes into the record that you actually didn't hit record and nothing you've just said has been picked up. So essentially what you've just done is spent 25 minutes making your best friend laugh, but nothing particularly else productive. So yeah, so I've hit record now, Randy. I mean, I think you can see it on your end flashing away there beautifully.
0: But I'm just going to tell you, there's no possible way I can be nearly as witty or as charming as I was... (laughs) Just a few moments ago, when we when I thought we were recording, but uh, I will say this, Kev. Uh, I'm in a, a in the lovely town of Moose Jaw once again, uh. and uh, we we were shooting baseball, and uh, we got rained out. So I've been sitting in a hotel room for a little while, and uh, drinking a couple pale ales, but just being very very responsible because I did have to work uh, in the morning. And, in the morning. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to we're going to hopefully go and shoot this goddamn fucking game tomorrow. We'll see. Unless it continues to rain, which uh, the forecast uh says it will. So, who knows?
3: You still get paid, right? Regardless. I
0: assume. I I do. I do get paid. Uh, I do get paid whether we uh whether we shoot or not. Uh, we've already set up so all the gear is sitting at the the field right now. And uh there you go. That's uh It's kind of the you know it's kind of the way things are rocking in my world. I did just come back from uh, Estevan, and uh, we had some some good racing out there with uh, with actually an American another American production team. Oh, American! Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, because they're so close to the border. I uh, guess so. There's tons of Americans that cross the border to to race, and now with all this this COVID bullshit has been sort of. Uh, lifted and the world's a little more open. Then these guys are coming across the border. Uh, those Yanks, they love they love their cars and they're they're racing man. They fucking love that shit. <laughs> well, and so do the rednecks down in 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 Esteban. Let's be honest. Yeah, they I fucking
3: mean, love it. I just never. Yeah, I mean, I used to like F one when I was a kid, Formula One when I was a kid. But I think mainly I liked Formula One because the Chain by Fleetwood Mac was the theme song for the BBC's F one coverage. <laughs> and I love that song, so I was like, "Well, I'll you know, you get through. I can get through an hour of people just zooming around. I mean, okay, here's the thing: watching Form, well, Formula One at least is somewhat interesting to watch on TV because you can see the whole track. I cannot imagine what anyone gets out of going to watch Formula One live because all you see, you just see something going past it
0: 200 miles, like then and Probably, Kev. What they okay. probably what they get out of it, Kev, is drunk just stay home and do that
3: (laughs) (laughs) don't go to brand's hatch to get drunk stay at home and get drunk you fucking weirdo (laughs) but you're you're, but you're ball that you're your baseball you know again we i've told you this before randy that i just don't understand why you would want to play a sport in your pajamas (laughs) it's such a the, the uniforms are so weird massive long socks i don't get them if there's a practical reason why the socks are so long and why the pants are so tight i'm happy for someone to tell me that but it seems to me that it would be much better if you were playing that in sweatpants much more comfortable all around
0: well i can't kev i gotta be honest with you i do not know the answers to that uh my question was is well why can't like just play in the rain like it's just gonna get wet it's water just just keep going uh I've got all kinds of expensive audio gear just laying out in the rain and I'm not stopping the game. There's, there's cameras with, with $60,000 lenses on the front. They're not stopping the game. We just bag them up and we just keep on working. Why can't these, and these, these are 18 year olds, 18, uh, uh, you 18, it's, you're just going to get wet. Just, whack that fucking ball and run around those bases <laughs> let let me get paid and then let me just go home because i don't fucking care about it right i, well, I just mean,
3: oh 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 your fucking back got wet all right mm-hmm. like because they wear cleats right they wear like they're, they're mm-hmm. still shoes so I, mm-hmm. I, it's the same with like soccer and rugby you play in the rain there's no
0: i just I, don't get it pretty sure the uniforms are washable
3: I just think they need to get a grip, basically, or just stop doing it because that's the other option. Because baseball's a stupid sport, but you know,
0: well, yeah, but it's it's no it's no stupider than fucking cricket or
3: hey, whoa, 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 no, 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 (sighs) no, no.
0: come on, come on, fucking ridiculous sport. Let's be
3: honest, come on. Yeah, but at least at least when you at least when you hit the ball in cricket, it's some it it always is called hit. Because in baseball, you you can smack it like five fucking miles, but if it goes just behind the was that the foul pole or something. Oh, that's that's a no-hit. What do you mean a no-hit? I saw him. It's in the car park. It's fucking gone miles like a dog's run away with this down the street now. You can't say it's not hit. Well, Kev, if they hit a
0: a pop fly and it goes to the fucking parking lot, it's got to be called, oh, Jesus Christ, what do you think they're going to fucking do? Do you think the catcher's going to run out there and fucking... There's got to be some boundaries for fuck's sakes.
3: Well, first first of all, you're going to have to explain what the fuck a pop fly means because that's... Oh, I don't know what that means. Is that when you're when it comes open and it, your old uh, your little your little fella comes out? Is that a pop fly? Yeah, that's exactly it, Kev.
0: Exactly, and that <laughs> seems logical too. And I can see how you jump to that conclusion because it does seem reasonable, doesn't it? No, it's when it hits the bat and goes fly in the fucking air, man. Like, okay, know, way up high, like out, out of control, pop fly, it, man. Is is my main complaint with with baseball? I'm going to tell you my main complaint. Are you ready for this?
3: I'm going to tell oh, you no, right hang on, now.
0: Hang on, hang on, just give one, one second. One second. Tell me, Kev, what your main complaint is because we've all, we're all fucking dying
3: tonight. Yeah. It's the third base coach. Oh, that guy. If you need to be fucking told when to run, I just, especially in the, because these professionals have a third base coach going and saying, run. run." If I'm paying you $25 million, the minimum I expect is that you should know when to run. That's the minimum. So it's a stupid game.
0: It's just a stupid game. Well, but hang on here. Let's just add one little one little final thought to that, and then we should probably move on. But (laughs) I would say I would say that what you are underestimating Mm. or yes, or possibly overestimating. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those two. (laughs) It kind of ruins my joke, but whatever. (laughs) I was gonna say was the intelligence of the ball player.
3: (laughs) Yes, overestimating, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) oh dear me (laughs) oh the cardinal's out (laughs) okay well you know that's all that's all marvelous you know we've talked that's what people tune in for randy people tune tune in for the baseball chat
0: i'm sure they do i'm sure they fucking do
3: anyway so um on july 6th we released an episode of this podcast about the song Jealousy from the album Jazz. All right, so over on Twitter, Mr. Woods, um, we put a poll up, as we always do, to find out what other people thought about And we both voted champion, by the way, for Jealousy. Um, Randy was, I think, a marginal champion and then talked himself into being a little bit more more content with his decision. Um, But in the poll, it was a little bit surprising. So I voted 70-30. I thought it would be 70-30 in favor, and you voted 60-40. I think the poll surprised both of us. What was the outcome of the poll, Randy?
0: Yeah, so we got eighty-two point six percent as a champion and seventeen point four biting the dust. Ze so dust. yeah, definitely, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys, uh, you know, you guys fucked me. Let's be honest. Well, you know, it just means I win again, so that, that's all fine. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying.
3: Uh, Paul Bradbury at Journal Paul B says Kev is right. Of course I am. Uh, not a click tracking site. Queen's Rhythm Section really is that good. Jealousy is a tier two Queen song, but it's one of the better moments on Jazz Champion. And then we get the, uh, the fantastic uh, gif of... I, can't remember, I can never remember his name, the character, but from mm-hmm. uh, from The Fast Show. Wonderful, smooth jazz. That guy.
0: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Jazz Club, bringing you all that's best in the world of jazz. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Uh, and PJ at New Mercury says, does Mr. Randy, uh, I like that. I'm being, whenever I'm being scolded, hey, does Mr. Randy not believe that they can be that good without a click track? Sounds like jealousy to me. Yes, I went there. Oh, and it's a champion. Yeah, that's great. And of course, and I do believe I respond. Yes, I, I, I'm I'm jealous, man. Yeah. Fuck, I wish I was Roger Taylor or, 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 or you know, any of those guys. <laughs> Well, we should say, I mean, this
3: this comes up a bit because I think there's a couple of other comments because we did comment on this. And I was, like I said, I mean, I was just quite thrilled that I would remembered something correctly for once because my brain is not great. You know, I'm 50 years old now. The old grey cells are starting to atrophy now. But I knew that I'd sort of heard that they didn't use a click track. But playing with a click track is no bad thing, folks. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's not cheating. You know, it's not like programming your drums, which Queen were fucking guilty of too, don't forget. Um, it's just a way of keeping
0: yourself in time and making sure you get a good take. Well, and absolutely every member of queen, I would say with some degree of certainty would have rehearsed and practiced to a metronome to get that meter, that good meter sort of built into you. So you practice with the metronome so that when you're playing without one, that you still have that sort of, yeah, that sense of the meter happening. So yeah, that the click is your friend, man. The click is your friend.
3: When timing is meter and timing is innate, but it's also can be honed, it can be practiced and learned, right? So that's one hundred percent. Leighton Brown at top, Leighton, and he certainly is a top man. Says, "I'm glad to see some others on here with their Mister Sheen, as it's a song I cannot stand. It's fucking whiny, from the guitar melody to Fred's vocals, it's just whiny, moany dirge. It utterly boils my piss to listen to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I and I you love know that. what boils you... my piss? I love this <laughs> great thing.
3: Have <laughs> you ever heard? So do you know? um, well, you're a fan of Bob Mortimer. We're, we're both big fans of Bob Mortimer. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his things, he always used to piss in the kettle in the hotel room. Bob admits he used to
0: urinate into kettles in hotel rooms on tour. Still because... do. <laughs> you still do? Yes, as the kettles get better. Nice, now I can see a measurement on the side. They've got them. <laughs>
1: It used
0: to be absolutely <laughs> basic. So, a lot of us are using them to boil, boil water and make a cup of Duh. tea. <laughs> it's a saucepan. Our friend Lynn Davidson says, a reluctant dust because of the sitar sound. Uh, I like it well enough without that, but the rest of it still isn't good enough to compensate. And uh, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And, and you know what? Maybe a real sitar would have been better. I don't know. You know, I don't have all the answers.
3: Yeah, it's just I,
0: again I, we talked about it a
3: little bit, and I think we even talked about that offline after the episode. That I, I think a classic classical guitar or an acoustic guitar, just something else, would have it just would have sounded better. It's, and again, it's, I don't hate that guitar sound. I don't think it's awful. But no, I, I think it's a slight detraction from it anyway. Yeah. And then at uh, Fit Light Photography, who we have established is a magnificent photographer and there's a great photo. Maybe I'll retweet it on our account of uh, his daughter that he took uh, 10 years ago. That is, it's a Hallmark card. It's just, it's phenomenal. It's such a great photo. But he says, in my youth, I hated this song. A skipper from the first listen. Recently, I was listening to the album with my daughter and I skipped the track, but she insisted we listen to it as she liked it. Maybe it's my maturity or my daughter has influenced me, but I really enjoyed it. You know what, dude? When you're kids are getting you back into Queen songs that you've forgotten about. That's
0: a sign of very good parenting, I would say. (laughs) Ah, There you go. Uh, Harry Husey, uh, Cork Birder, at Cork Birder, which (laughs) I like that. I don't know what it means. Is he from Cork? Is he a birder? Probably. Uh, (laughs) Surprised at the hate this is getting in the comments, but reassured by the 82% champion vote so far, a more modest and down-key Freddie Piano ballad than usual, but still plays to his wheelhouse of forlorn, doomed romanticism. I love the bass slide as the song fades out champion. And yeah, it doesn't everybody. Well, everybody uh, seems to be lots of comments about that bass slide on the, on the way out. Everybody seems to really like, you know, dig that. And who knows it could have been intentional. It could have been him just going And the you know, the engineer kept it in or something who knows. Well, I'm sure it, as a
3: producer, you must capture those things in, in takes all the time, right? Whereas someone does something just completely off the cuff that they weren't meaning to, and you think, whoa, that's fucking gold. Let's keep yeah. that. Yeah, and,
0: you, and you'll and you keep it in. You'll go, oh, hey, that's oh, great. Let's keep that in. So I think, you know, yeah, it feels like that might have been one of those moments. But either way, I agree. I like it. It's very cool. Thanks, you. No, you know, and the
3: biggest example of that probably in rock music history is in the air tonight. You know, getting that drum sound, that fucking crazy gated drum sound, was totally accidental. But it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we one hundred percent need to keep that. So, so, exactly. and, and that that takes that's I think that's a, a skill too, right, for an engineer or a producer to say. You know, it would be easy to say, "Well, we didn't, we didn't rehearse that. That's not what we'd sort of said. So let's let's not use that." But to have that ear to say, actually, that really fucking adds to the song.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, cheap B movie at cheap B movie, not a B movie, Hollywood A lister. Champion, I like that. Three sentences to the <laughs> point. Uh, cheap B movie likes
3: it. Dominic Pierce also likes it. He Says thanks for the great podcast. Thanks so much, Dominic. Uh, Jealousy is an absolute classic. Beautiful vocals and heartfelt. Doesn't get much better than this. Champion every day of the week. You know, nice. what we you know what we haven't had yet, Randy. We haven't had anyone who's commented that it's a champion some days of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Defe- definitely, definitely on Thursday, and sometimes mm-hmm. not on Sunday, but the rest of the yeah. You yeah. never have a champion most of no. the week.
0: No, well, and, uh, that well, I do that find that inter- interesting as well. Yeah, really. Uh, Hugh Jenkins says, never clicked dust harder or faster. <laughs> <laughs> this would be in my bottom 10 queen songs. Worst wow. song on the album by a mile and sandwiched between two absolute bangers. I'm usually on a similar page to Kev. On this one, we could not be further apart. And uh, what I really like is, <laughs> and if you guys haven't gathered, it's Kev that, operates the seaside pod review uh twitter account he says are we breaking up which uh every time i read it i, I find that really quite humorous <laughs> but anyhow hey hugh thanks man we appreciate the the, the the comments yeah man and looking i mean thinking about the jazz track list i that
3: i just yeah hugh you and i get on agree on a lot of stuff but the worst track on jazz there's definitely two that I can think are weaker than Jealousy, but we'll get into those as we go. Well, we've done one, but we'll get into the other as we get into it. So uh, Jim C. at Cody Sparkle says, Champion all day long from the Greatest Queen album. How could it fail? It's 70s queen.
0: It fucking rules all. <laughs> Alice's dad Blue tick at Mary John Williams. <laughs> Jazz is the first album I bought that I didn't love straight away. It grew on me over time, uh, but there's still a few songs on it that just never did. This is one of them. Uh, while there's nothing wrong with it, I just don't like it. Dust then, but with some regrets. Yeah, so hey man, we all have hurdles to overcome and and for you it's uh, it's this song. Yeah, and I, I do, I, I must insist
3: that from now on you read all of Barry John Williams's tweets and you introduce him as Barry John Williams or whatever the hell you did, that little vibration. Barry John there, so.
0: Williams! <laughs> I was doing my best Oprah for you there. <laughs> you get a car, you get a car. <laughs>
3: You get, you, you get crystals and fucking you get fucking charlatans trying to sell you bullshit and Dr. Oz and all this. Yeah, thanks, Oprah. Thanks for that. Yeah, well, well done. You've really influenced the culture. Well done.
0: Yeah, thanks for fucking up society, Oprah.
3: <laughs> uh, but you look great. Um, Dita at My Chameleon Days. This song is a gem. I love the overall feel of melancholy. Brian's guitar work and, of course, Freddie's vocal and piano work, not to mention the backing vocals, 100% champion. Hashtag Team Jazz. And he's posted a photo there, Randy. I believe that's the Jazz Picture Disc, which is a beautiful little piece of vinyl that I hope one day also to own. And man, like, looking in that background, eh? That gets, you, um, that gets mm-hmm. me excited. Anytime someone posts a photo of their... And it's a bit of a humble brag, right? Holding up a record next to your vast array of vinyl.
0: I'm, still, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, Dieter, we're coming over to your place and we're spinning some vinyl, buddy. <laughs> uh, Ian Winnick says, I was pretty sure I'd be dusting this In Freddie's outfit from the break free video, Uh, but I gave it a few spins and it was far better than I remembered. I wouldn't walk a mile in ill fitting shoes to listen to it, but I wouldn't skip it either. Champion. And he has a nice gif of a lady doing jazz hands. I am curious too, Ian, about what would you walk a mile in ill
3: fitting shoes to listen to? (laughs) So there's maybe maybe that's the extra poll this week. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Lisa Molloy says, I agree with Randy. i steady on Lisa. It's a champion, just not a tie-your-mother-down kind of champion. Beautiful singing
0: from Freddie. She's clearly very, very smart
3: and uh, understands
0: and then, things at a deeper level than you do, Kevin. So, uh,
3: Alex Small says, mm, never been a fan of this one. It's part of the first Filler Queen albums. And whilst Freddie's vocals are fab, the arrangements and Roy Thomas Baker's production let it down. Sawdust, gents. Yeah, you know, she's a filler queen. Didn't get like that the that. first, I think the first 20 times I read that tweet, I didn't get that, yeah. just dawned on me tonight. So, well done, Alex, very well played, sir. Golf clap,
0: there we go, golf clap. Uh, and our good friend here, uh, who's commented a few times, Doug Seabus. We've got a bunch of laughing face <laughs> emojis, and we've got uh, Brian's uh, red special, a nice photo of it, and it's captioned, Who hurts you? show us on the red special where you were touched <laughs> and it's got a lovely caption that says Kevin Seaside pod review. And I do believe that was just extracted right from the episode. So uh, man, Doug, sick. way to go, man. I love that. And as soon as I saw it, I, <laughs> I, I, sent it to Kev, uh, assuming he hadn't <laughs> and, uh, you know, hilarity ensued. So, Hey, thanks, man. That was terrific. Thank you. <laughs>
3: think that once you once you're in a meme does that, does that mean you're famous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh good okay okay so i'll put that on my resume yeah, out, right? You,
0: you are famous kev and uh good for you
3: so i can I, I'll, I'll ignore like my you know 20 odd years of it work and my mm-hmm. 10 years plus of sort of you know electrical mechanical engineering work i can just i'll just put kevin brown mm-hmm. underneath in italics
0: famous mm-hmm. yeah excellent excellent and uh, everything should just be uh fucking golden for you from now on, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Brown
3: is unskilled in the mixing of paints and forgets to hit record on on podcasts. However, famous. (laughs) Rob Maher says, champion, simple and beautiful, singing along all the way through it and not grinding my teeth
0: like last week. (laughs) Uh, And Pank says, Definite Snickers in a box of celebrations with too many bounties, and you know I got to be honest with you, Pank. I don't know if that's good or if that's bad. I mean, I know I know bounties have coconut in it, with chocolate. Isn't it? Lots of people don't like that. The Snickers seem pretty solid. So I got to be honest with you, man. Just just let us know. You know, is that is that good or is that bad? Well, I'm and I'm
3: interpreting this as a definite Snickers in a box of So I think that Pank loves the Snickers. Because the the key word for me here is too, or two keywords is too many. So a box of celebrations, he's okay with the box of celebrations, but it's got too many bounties in it for him. So Pank's not keen on the bounties, and that's kind of ruining it. It's mm. like the it's like the sitar sound on Jealousy. People just they like the box of celebrations, but the the sitar is the bounty. Mm. You see where I'm going with this? Are you, are you keeping up with this, Randy? We're, we're doing well, okay. It's,
0: so? it's yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, okay. thanks for really slow. As a matter of fact, yeah. if you want <laughs> to go again and just talk slower, that'd be great. <laughs>
3: Oh good lord! Uh, Rob Patton says, "Whereas last week my vote was dust by a fine margin, this week it's championed by a small margin. I like it, but I don't love it." Upper mid ground, which I think is pretty much where you are, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, I oh, so, until you yeah. started
3: talking yourself around, anyway. So
0: that's yeah, that's, this is true. Uh, Stephen Ursel says, "Tough one. I should love it as it's a Freddie piano ballad. I think it's nice and it's well placed on the album, but I don't care for the sitar effect and it doesn't connect with me emotionally. Plus." I need to stop championing, championing almost every song. So borderline dust for me. So yeah, there you go. Uh, it, it is. It's hard to be critical of a band that you love, right? So absolutely. Although, you know, it's one of the reasons
3: that I thought this would be a good band for me and you to do because it's not all gravy. No, there is stuff in this catalog that is that is divisive and polarizing, and you know, some people. Really, genuinely, just fucking hate.
0: Well, um, hey, listen, man if if you don't have if you don't have even your fans not loving absolutely everything, then you're not probably pushing the boundaries like you should. Yeah, if you're 100%. if you're a proper proper artist, or hundred uh, percent, agree. Go. Couldn't agree
3: more, sir. Uh, friend Jace uh, at Queen Rocks Australia says, "Oh, that was awful. I just tried to do an Australian accent. By the way, half asked it, didn't commit to it, and it came out just sounding rude. Sorry about that, yeah. Jace." says, not a bad track by any means, but in the pantheon of Freddie ballads, a Freddie piano ballad, sorry, most are better than this, and yet this is better than just about anyone else's. In brackets, except Elton. Such is Fred's talent. Randy, a click track, shame on you. Watch and learn. And so he posted a uh, a link to the inside the rhapsody. So that's the part where they're talking a lot about you know the way that that was produced and Roger and Freddie playing along and blah blah blah. So yeah. So you've been you've been tuned in again there, Randy.
0: Oh no, I know. I know. Uh, he didn't call me Mister Randy though. So excellent. So I do, I do feel you know some vindication. Uh, Prime Jive Funster Aaron uh, Champion worth the price of admission for Freddie's vocal alone. I know the guitar gets a fair share of hate, but I think it adds a haunting quality to the song. It's one of the first non hits I've ever heard and found it captivating.
3: That's really interesting. That that's one of the first non hits he heard. I mean, mm-hmm. I could, I could see something off the game, like I don't know you know, Rocket, Prime Jive or I yeah, an Attack or something. One of those like as a non-hit, but He's Jealousy, story, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, so, hey, Aaron, um, let us know the circumstances under which that was the first non-hit you heard. Really curious about that. Uh, Steve at Queen Rock says, I love it when Freddie wrote songs about matters of the heart with some theatricality for good measure. So another champion for me.
0: David E. Wilson, this song is just so singable. It doesn't really matter how cheesy the lyrics are or even the subject matter. It just flows so beautifully; no syllable is wasted. Freddie doesn't often get compared to the Sinatras or the Richard Hollies of this world, but he's a top-class crooner, champion. Absolutely, he is definitely a top-class crooner. I agree with you 100%. There, Dave. Right. First of all, who the
3: fuck is Richard Hawley? I'm gonna have to look this up.
0: I assumed you knew. I thought he was like a British guy.
3: He is, and I've never heard of him. So there you go. That I'm probably gonna lose my. Uh... Music expert, which I'm not. Card, Richard Hawley, producer for Treebound Story was his band. I've Never heard of those guys. Oh, he was in Pulp. Oh well, for fuck's sake. Okay, then, fair enough.
0: So there you go. So are you going to lose
3: your your UK card as well? Maybe, but I'm, I'm also going to look at Richard Hawley because now I'm intrigued. I should say too, though, that <laughs> Dave is talking about how mad of the uh, how cheesy the lyrics are. And I remember, I think it's a few months back now. Um, Paul Moody from the the lap of the pods uh, show had said that if you if you change the word jealousy to leprosy, the song basically sort of still works. You know, it's still, it's still kind of <laughs> You gave uh, me no warning, took me by surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right, so that's quite, I fucking loved it when I saw that. Uh, Doug Seabus, again comments: Champion of the world. Replace that sitar noise with some grade A. Red special orchestration, then Jealousy would have been champion of the universe if only Queen had an astrophysicist
0: to make this distinction clear to the songwriter. If only, if only, Doug. If only. Brian Crozier says champion all day long. From an underappreciated album, production notwithstanding. Yeah, and The Moonlit Night says
3: it's a song on jazz. It is axiomatically among the greatest music ever recorded. Any other opinion is, well, Jealousy. Okay, so let's head over quickly to uh, Facebook, Randy. Um, Michelle Stagman-Kurlander, she's written, a this is a, almost a thesis. But what she's talking about, well, she'd never heard of a kick drum before. So I think that's something that I don't, I didn't think that was musical, par- like insider parlance, but we're talking about a bass drum. And so I guess, yeah, if you'd never heard the, the term kick drum, because you use your foot to play it, right? I mean, typically you would use your your foot to kick the bass drum. So that's why it's called a kick drum. Um, yeah. is. um, She enjoyed the episode, so thanks, Michelle. Uh, She says, not since you take my breath away has there been such a magical joining together of Freddie's piano skills and multi-tracked solo harmonies. As Kenny Everett described it, Freddie and Freddie and Freddie and Freddie. Um, And she also says that, you know, the addition of the not-too-obvious bass and percussion and Brian's sitar sound all make this track beautiful and spectacular, a champion for sure. So we've got a fan there.
0: Nice, absolutely. Uh, And uh, Gavin Lawry, Champ. champ, one word. I like that uh alan dudney says one of my favorite all-time queen freddie songs it's fucking brilliant my favorite queen track to sing along to with fred back in the day i used to make a compilation tapes for girlfriends and this was definitely on one of them <laughs> it's probably my way of saying sorry for being a bit mistrustful i guess it's my kind of song <laughs> on the subject of brian's sitar sound well for me without it it wouldn't be the song that i've loved for all these years i'm so glad the wheel stopped stop on this one i love the episode love your show thursdays are better because of it p.s oh yeah a complete 100 percent champion yeah I, and we
3: alan Orshall commented a bit further down and we got into a bit of a conversation about I, I, like again it sort of a very humbly and this is because i'm now i'm stuttering and stumbling over my words because i'm trying to be a little bit sincere and serious here folks that alan was saying that this stupid little show that me and Randy do sitting across zoom from each other has helped him through a bit of a tough time with mental health. And if that's ever the case with anyone, we just couldn't be more thrilled with that. That's again, very humbling, very flattering. And also super cool that just a bit of fun, a bit of entertainment can, can get people through a tough time. So first of all, Alan, thanks for that, but also super glad that you're doing okay now, man. And I hope that continues. So.
0: Yes, Alan, thank you so much for, for reaching out. And, uh, if we can offer any level of escapism for anybody listening to this, I uh, mean, we were delighted to 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 provide that, and and, and you know, that's just a <laughs> a byproduct of this ridiculous thing that Kevin and I are doing. So, thank you so much, and 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 thank you for for reaching out and and mentioning that. That means the world to us. Uh, honestly, it really does. Yeah, make sure, folks, if if you are struggling, just please talk to someone. Just
3: talk to anyone. Make sure that you're not going through this alone. There are people out there who can help. Um, there's all sorts of Samaritans lines. There's all sorts of people can talk to you. So don't don't think you've got to you don't have to face it alone. There's a little Queen reference for you. Um, Russell Watkins says a champion for me. A beautiful piano and Freddie's vocals are outstanding. I didn't miss the kick drum until it was mentioned. Brian uses the same guitar in White Queen. Yes, he does, but it sounds way better. And yeah, that like I said to you on the episode, Randy. Like your your brain just fills in the gap, right? Because I've heard that song a million times and I just didn't. I just don't think I'd ever noticed. There's no fucking kick drum in it, which. It's so goddamn
0: obvious, but well, I mean, you know, for all we know, that could have been a, a stylistic choice, right? We didn't know until they put it in on the reissue. So, yeah. uh, Deborah Standinger says Freddie's voice is so smooth in the song, like butter, it's a champion for me. And yeah, man, Freddie's vocal is butter. James Lawrence,
3: definitely a champion. Great palette cleanser on jazz between Fat Bottom Girls and Bicycle Race. Fantastic show again. Thanks
0: so much, James. Really appreciate the feedback. Uh, Michael J. Smith, uh, like an Aussie wicketkeeper stumping an (laughs) English wicketkeeper, this is a sneaky champion. And I do believe, Kev, that was a poke directly uh, focused at you.
3: Directly at me, and I boo you, Michael J. Smith, I boo you. However, (laughs) we did win the third test and the Ashes is coming home, so, you know.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jim Condon, champion all day long. And uh, Mary Cam says, clear champion for me. Great discussion, guys. Hey, thanks, Mary. Uh, So much appreciated. And we keep saying that for when people say nice things,
3: we and we say thank you. We actually really do mean it. <laughs> so Brian Delaney, jealousy is great. Kick drum or not, one of the best tracks on jazz. One of my go-to ballads for sure. Champion
0: all day. Jeremy Walpole, as a boy growing up the song, taught me not to be a jealous guy, so I let girls get away with anything <laughs> and they took the piss big time, but I love all, all Freddie's uh, ballads so champion and I was just gonna say jeremy, maybe you want to uh, look at your you know I don't know like uh anyhow it's I it's regrets. not
3: it's not them, it's you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no. totally kidding, I'm, fucking to- I'm totally joking It's definitely them
0: <laughs> You're such an asshole
3: okay, Alright well we've got to that stage of the podcast Randy Where we need to talk about something very serious mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you know After we've, we've had a bit of a laugh mm-hmm. But we are here to do some Quite serious work um, We're here to dissect in minute detail um, A Queen song And I usually ask you to tell people What the format is But I'm going to do it this week you know, hey, I'm, I'm, hey. I'm going to take a run at this, so, you know. Why why are
0: you stepping on my shit, man? I've I mean, only got can... so many things, man, you
3: know? Well, I just thought, you know, since you struggle with it, usually, that I thought maybe I'd just try to I... put my my well, pulse so, you know.
0: Well, you know what? Yeah, so I would appreciate that. And I'll take notes. You hang on here. Let's get, me, get my fucking pen ready here. Okay, okay go. You ready? Okay. Now. So what we do is we
3: spin a wheel, which has got all the Queen songs on it. It picks one randomly. When it lands on that song, we research the song very quickly. We come back and then we talk about it. And then at the end we decide whether we think it is one of the champions or whether it will bite the dust. And then once we've done that and we've wrapped the episode up, we post that on Twitter and we ask other people what they think too. And that's about it. Right. I think.
0: You missed something very, very important. It is very important because this is, we're talking about music, Randy. No, no. I said you missed something. You missed, you missed something very, very important. I missed something very important. What did I miss? Mm Well, you know, we inject a little bit of my uh, bubbly, sparkling personality. <laughs> 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 a bit of, bit okay. of, bit of, bit of vitamin right. W. <laughs> okay. okay, enough of that shit here. All right, spin this fucker. Come on, let's do it. Well, we haven't done... Don't shoot me a load. Well, no, hang on, hang on. Can okay, you simmer the fuck down? Listen, Kev, <laughs> here's what I want to know. Hmm. If I had to ask you what you would like to hear tonight from the Queen catalogue, yeah. uh, what would you pick?
3: I want to listen to Put Out the Fire. No, actually, I was going to go Put Out the Fire from Hot Space. I'm going to change my mind. I'm, going to, on a, I'm flipping on a dime here. I want to listen to the title track from A Kind of Magic because we've not had a fucking song from that album yet. In 35 episodes or 34 episodes, we haven't had a song, Kind of Magic. So I want the lead track from A Kind of Magic, which is also okay. titled
0: A Kind of Magic. I want uh, I want Stone Cold Crazy. Well, that's a great song. Isn't it? It's a great,
3: great, great song. All right. Well without
0: without tipping my hand.
3: Let's give <laughs> this a bit of a shuffle here. We'll shuffle up. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. All right. I'm gonna click this wheel and eventually you'll hear some kind of stuff going on, which sounds a bit like Cardi B trying to say, I don't know, Buick. Uh, but then this the wheel's gonna throw us up a song. So let's see what it gives us, Randy. So we've got a kind of magic, which is definitely not the 70s, and sheer heart attack, which definitely is. Stone Cold Crazy, sorry, you said, right? Not sheer heart attack. We're talking about, all right, there we go. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) even though I mistakenly said sheer heart attack, we were one. Almost, we were one away. Um, We're not getting anything from the 70s at all, not even close. Uh, we're not even getting anything from the 80s. Mm-mm. So what are we getting and what are we talking about tonight, Randy?
0: Well, we've got a song called Headlong from the album Innuendo. So I think,
3: I'm trying to remember, I think this was a single. But do you, offhand, do you know uh, whether you know this song?
0: I do not. I do not. It does not sound familiar at okay. all.
3: Okay. Uh, it's a Brian May song. It's a bit of an up tempo. I oh, know it's not a bit of it's an up tempo rocker, and we'll uh, there's there's things about it that we can we can talk about. So yeah, Shall we uh, should we go away and research headlong in meticulous detail in five do, minutes and come back?
0: Do your research.
2: <laughs> These two boys are now frantically looking up song facts. And here's me, Frank, brain the size of a planet, doing this little interstitial. If it didn't break one
0: of the laws of robotics, I'd kill myself. Uh, so yeah, Kev, we got headlong here. It comes in at 4.38. And of course, we got all our usual suspects, uh, Freddy, Brian, John, and Roger, recorded uh, at Mountain Studios in Montreux, Metropolis Studios uh, in London, 89 to 90, uh, with uh, Dave Richards, uh, engineering and producing as well as Queen. And so uh, although I'm not sure if I've heard the song, apparently uh, there are some references to Brian's Girlfriend. It is a Brian song, of course. Anita Dobson, who, although I'm from Canada, I guess apparently she was quite famous in The East Ender's Back in the day. <laughs> the East Enders. That's like
3: the Google. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> East Enders, yeah, she's called East Enders, yeah.
0: Yeah. She was quite famous in East Enders. <laughs> stands the.
3: <laughs> she was. She was. I mean, she had, you know, she has they've got the same haircut. Anita and Brian share a haircut, which is, mm-hmm. you know, makes it easy when when you're going out and yours isn't ready, you can just borrow your wife's, right? That's that's all right. I think you can do that.
0: Well, you and Mrs. Brown have the same haircuts. So it's good to for both of you guys. Absolutely do.
3: And, and the same, Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say a tail then, but that doesn't work, does it?
0: I don't have well, a tail, Randy. The same manly chest hair? That's well, not a thing. Say, that, that, that's I can't incorrect. Say for
3: sure. <laughs> she doesn't have manly chest hair. She has womanly chest hair. You yes. fucking get this right. See, I definitely had this on CD single. And the artwork for this album as a whole was fantastic. And all the singles were also great um yeah it's a it's a brian headlong i mean fucking, the clue's in the name it's just, it's just a rock and roll song it's guitar driven you know it's big and meaty and queen uh brian said that he'd originally intended this to be one of his solo album songs mm-hmm. but when he heard when he heard Freddie sing it you know he sort of thought well it's better with the band now you could probably say that about every song he ever wrote it's always going to sound better with fred singing it Apart from, I think we covered whichever other one was co- we covered the other day, but yeah, and he said like sometimes it's painful to give the baby away, but what you gain is so much more. It became a Queen song, so yeah, there you go. It's a single, it's one of the hits, and it was the first. It was the single, it was the lead single uh, in the US rather than Innuendo, because in in England, Innuendo was the lead track off Innuendo, which again we talked about that when we did the episode for Queen fans. It was like fuck me, our Queen is back. These guys, they're this is going to be fucking amazing. Headlong catering most of the American market, which maybe had not fallen quite as in love with proggy queen that innuendo sort of leaned a bit more towards so once you hear it I'm sure you'll think oh yeah and I can see what they were thinking there
0: without further ado
3: we've done enough ado let's do less ado and let's get on with the song
0: yeah further let's further this ado and
2: you're
3: You know, it's funny, so we were reading, you know, as we were doing our research there, that there was a comment that, you know, Brian was always sort of the guy who wanted more metal in Queen. He wanted to put the, he really wanted the balls in the in the rock and roll. And I remember when I read that, I was thinking about this song, I was like, really? This song? That's what they're talking about? But I forgot about that really deep, chuggy riff, which is like super, you know, Metallica-y, and it's got that sort of... You can scream to this, right?
0: There was certainly, uh, that was certainly the hallmark of a lot of 80s hair metal <laughs> tunes. Jig, 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 jig. You hold that E, you palm mute it, and just go jig, 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 jig. <laughs> And uh, so far, that's what's happening. But uh, hey, you know.
3: Hey, you know what, Randy? People have made a lot of money in E. Made a lot of money
0: in E. Mm-hmm. You don't knock it. Mm-hmm. Never. Nuh-uh. It's, it's, uh, it's, a favorite, it's a favorite chord of mine. When you were listening to Freddie's vocal
3: in this, so bearing in mind where things were at in you know in his life and in, the, in in the band's trajectory, what did
0: you was there anything that stood out from the vocal on this one for you? Like in this in this like fraction of a millisecond, I heard him go, <laughs> okay. say something." He, I he have... did. He sang. He sang a few fucking words. There, he just were not paying attention. Well, I mean, fucking hell, man, Jesus Christ, there's lots going on. Let's let's play okay. the fucking song.
3: Fucking great ref. eh?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I don't think Randy
3: likes it. I think you were you were, it was it was is it was a bit hackneyed and a bit cliched for you? Is that maybe? Well,
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to reserve judgment, Kev. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Uh What I'm trying to say is I'm going to try and reserve some judgment. And so, what was your what was your take on Fred's vocal there? What was it your just?
3: It just sounds. It's that it, there was a tipping point in the new end where I think. He sounded really, really good on some of the tracks. And then on some of the tracks, it was like, oh, he's definitely lost a bit of power there and there's just and this is one of those songs to me that it's not that full-throated fucking balls out Freddie delivery' he's, he's just not quite got that same that same. it's the bass actually in his voice that just kind of disappeared a bit where it's a little bit thinner than it usually used to be, right? So I don't know, okay, Obviously, well I don't- to this so.
0: Then okay, well, I'll give it, I'll, I'll listen for that then. But okay. uh, I wasn't getting it so far. Okay. So what
3: is that a fender precision that John's playing there? Would we because we're we're watching obviously the um the official video here, and where I paused is a wonderful little shot of uh, Mister
0: John Motherfucking Deacon. Is that a precision bass? It, it it's it's if it's not a precision, it's a, a copy. But yes, okay. yeah, sure looks like it to me. Yeah, I, I do believe that was his his base of choice. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he was. And there again, there are experts that listen to this, which makes me feel like, what the fuck am I even commenting for? Because he was like, "Oh, hey, hey, no fucking click track over here, Woods, fucking idiot." But, uh, but yeah, so if you guys know, maybe he's using a Fender Precision knockoff made by some, you know, monk from Mongolia. (laughs) I just do let me know in the comments. I mean, I remember, I can't
3: remember who it was. I remember listening to an interview with some bass player and they were talking about like, oh, what do you play? And he's like, I well, a fender precision bass. And he kind of looks at this and says, like, I don't know why you would play anything else. Like what <laughs> which I know that guitarists are very pernickety about what they play, but it
0: seems to me that and I think you've said before too, it'll it'll just basically do everything you want it to do, right? So yeah, I am the proud owner of a fender precision. And I would say that it is uh, it is the it is the most it's the, it's the cookie cutter of bases. It'll just kind of get in there and just do everything you need it to do. Are there bases that will do other jobs better? Of course, but you know, yeah. is there one bass that'll do everything? It's kind of like the the Strat, the Fender Strat. Yeah. It'll just kind of it can do just do everything you need. Is there a guitar that'll sound heavier? Well, fuck yeah. Is there a guitar that'll sound this? Well, yes, but will <laughs> this one do everything? Well, yeah, it will. Yeah, you can go play a country gig with it. You can go play a funk gig with it. You can go play a metal gig with it. And so that's the precision in the bass world. In my humble, but highly, highly accurate opinion. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're going to talk about the lyrics at the end, so I'm going to reserve judgment a little bit because it's a a rock song, so you're allowed to be a little bit esoteric and a bit silly and whatnot. Vocally, it's funny because it's one of those songs where they're doing the vocals, but they're a bit sort of of pulled back, and then it's not full Queen. It's like Queen in second gear vocally where all the harmonies are there, but it doesn't sound big and bombastic. Which you know, maybe it's just it's the 90s, so you don't want that. And but because in the 70s, the vocals would have just fucking taken over at this point, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Mr. Woods.
0: Wow, I'm just trying to inhale all of that <laughs> smoke. <laughs> <laughs> The smoke that I'm blowing up your ass Exactly (laughs) But but, you know, worth noting though And I know that's why you stopped it there Now you've got soup in the laundry bag I mean, okay, come on Okay, (laughs) let's do it Roll it, buddy
3: So Get that line there, cheap B movie. Hey, cheap so now B movie. you know where the line comes from, where the, where the handle comes from. I mean, again, the guitar tone's great. John's just rumbling the fuck out of that bottom end. Roger's I mean, musically, man, I think it's a great fucking track. It's fun, it's upbeat. It's kind of, you know, it's got some balls to it, it's got some grit to it. Again, we'll come. I think the vocals could have been maybe produced a little bit differently, and then we'll we'll get to the lyrics when we get to the lyrics, Randy. So let's just what we should do is we'll say, let's put the lyrics aside. Cause they might not kill the song. Cause you know, I I a great musical piece of instrumentation can sometimes rescue a shitty lyric. And we've already talked about how Fred can elevate a bit of cheese. So let's Mm -hmm. put that Mm -hmm. aside a little bit and let's focus a bit more on the music, maybe on the the rest of the song. What do you think?
0: Oh, great idea, Kev. Yes. Bravo. Thank you. (laughs) You're such an absolute bellend. Has anyone ever told you that? (laughs) You don't have to tell me how to listen to it. Fucking, fucking, fucking play it.
3: Nice push there on the drums, eh? Like the little kick.
0: I was just going to mention, yeah, like uh, Roger's drums sound sound great, hey? Don't they? They yeah. really
3: do, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and it it is it does sound like a bit of a return to the, you know, to the Queen that we sort of love, right? You know, with these guys actually looks like you know in a room playing playing a fucking straight ahead balls out yeah. rocking tune, yeah. Well, and that was the thing with Innuendo.
3: It was it was really kind of the first time where they all did just go back as a band. Into the studio instead of sort of, you know, I come in and do my part, you come in and do your part, and we'll do some stuff together. But so this was the first time where they really went back to that. And some of that comes across for sure. I don't know if that's some synth in the background. So that I do, 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 do. There's like a little weird electronic-y. I don't know if they're kind of that's just a processing thing on the guitar. Or if there's a yeah,
0: take it, take it back a touch because okay. I thought I had thought that was all guitar, but I, okay. I could be wrong. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say, it's hard yeah. to say exactly, but it, it kind of sounds like the the some sort of a guitar processing sort of effect. right? I, I, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
3: But it's just but, a secondary guitar part and then, so yeah. Might make yeah,
0: well, yeah, and, they, and there's a few, But you know, I mean, you know, like, say, 30 seconds back, there was more than one guitar playing. So, yeah. I mean, who knows exactly where all these are, you know. And it's by 91, right? This is 91? Yeah. By 91, they had, there was a ton of cool, weird effects that could do all kinds of shit. So who knows, right? Yeah, and Brian would have totally been playing with those because he loved all that kind of shit, right, so...
3: Love that changed to the, to the big full major keys, say, eh? Because you've been kind of in fifths up to that point, And then when they break to that major, it's just that sort of ray of sunshine that comes through the window. I think that's, I always like that when people leave that really late in a song to just bring that element in. Always sounds pretty cool.
0: And Brian gave us a little hoodla, hoodla, hoodla to bring us back <laughs> to the thing. There, the, hoodla, 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 hoodla. Uh, yeah. Blues, blues pentatonic, man. Always sounds good. You can't go wrong.
3: Such a fucking cheesy
0: eighties video, hey! Well, it's like the ha ha. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's pretty great. And yes, by the way, the video is extremely <laughs> fromage for all you French people out there.
3: Yeah, I guess not. Not eighties, but it is an eighties. I think it's the nineties, but it's still an eighties video. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it is. You know what? I'm going to add a little extra to the fromage. What I will say <laughs> this is: this video and is. <laughs> It's poutine. <laughs> Not only is it fromage, but there's lots of gravy on top. Okay,
3: you're gonna to have to explain to our English listeners <laughs> what poutine is, Randy, because they don't know. They do know. No, they don't. Poutine or poutin, as it's properly pronounced.
0: You no, fucking it's put- no, out. it's poutine. If you want sp- to spell it, all right. If you want to, sp- you know, say it properly. <laughs> but it- it's it's no, it's it's French fries, and it's cheese curds not cheese, it's cheese curds and then gravy on top. Yeah. And just salt and pepper to taste and, you know, Bob's your heart attack fucking uncle. (laughs) And I'm
3: going to tell you, folks, if you have kids and you have ever had a kid who has had a cold as a baby and you've ever had a baby who's had a cold and you've changed their diaper or their nappy, you know when that really fucking weird, horrible yellowy brown awfulness that you have to scrape out of that fucking thing that's what poutine looks like ladies and gentlemen it's awful no one should do it it's
0: reprehensible i would just like to add a quick little a little, <laughs> a little rebuttal to that and <laughs> that uh, our good friend we all love him and you know for his many failings is completely full of fucking shit and it's <laughs> fries and fucking gravy with some fucking cheese curds man I don't, I I don't. Do, it's fucking no, delicious. Just, just, just fucking shut up. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. Hey, now play the song. No more talk. No, nothing from you. Play the song.
3: So, it's a bit of back masking on the vocals at the end there, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's definitely reverse tape.
0: You're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, you know what? Um, What we're going to do now, folks, is when it's a song that Randy, well, first of all, actually, I should ask you, have you heard this song or is this the first time you're hearing this, you think? Or at least is it the first time you're hearing it and really actually paying attention
2: to it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the most accurate uh, question. And yeah, because I'm fairly sure I've heard this before, but, um, But, yeah,
3: yeah. So what we do, folks, when it's a song that Randy doesn't know, we someone had pointed out, and it was um, Nick Crofts had pointed out on Facebook, that what, really what we should do in fairness to Randy is just listen through again, which we won't bore you with, obviously. Um, we're not going to – we'll sort of cut in and out. But we're going to listen to the song again just so that Randy can make some notes. And I'm going to make some notes as well um, to give us some talking points when we come back and vote on this song. So we're going to play this song again. Starting, I mean, right at the beginning, Randy's got a pen in his left hand, his yellow pen, and we're going to headlong again, starting with this big, uh, reverby kind of kick drum. Let's do it, Kev.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: In yeah. the outro. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And the reverse, uh, the reverse tape. Uh, yeah. by the time 91 was around, Probably could have been done in Pro Tools, I would assume. I don't know. Yeah, Not like that's an issue.
3: Not groundbreaking at that point. Or, it's funny, yeah, because when you think... To, what I was thinking about... Oh, sorry, I was reading an article today about... And I've read it before. It's an article about Revolver, about the Beatles album Revolver, mm-hmm. and how groundbreaking a lot of that album was. And when you listen to it now... You don't. It doesn't like it. So, like it's someone who's twenty years old now, they listen to that album. They're not going to know how groundbreaking that album was because everything on that album now gets done all the time when the Beatles just, did it before everyone else, and without all the tools that you can do it with now, right? So,
0: yeah. Well, I've 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 uh, heard not lots, but I've heard young guitarists say, "Well, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, he's not that fucking good. He's just he just really <laughs> isn't. He's just like." But the thing is, is you just don't know what. Before him was like, yeah, and it's not like there weren't great guitarists, but there was nobody that was doing what he did because there were great guitarists before him, but there was nobody that did it quite the way he did and had the influence he did, and 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 I would say, I would say that Queen definitely had that effect on on popular music, hundred percent, you know, with no doubt. So,
3: okay, so all that said, Randy, before we start sort of digging into our little uh, autopsy of this song and what we the notes we made and what we think of this song, the first thing we always do um before we tip our hand is we vote Mm -hmm. and we decide whether we think this is one of the champions or whether this one's going to bite the dust so I'm going to ask you because I voted first last week um do you think this one is one of the champions or for Randy
0: will it bite the dust
2: dust,
0: well I feel like I'm going to probably take a bunch of heat for that so but anyhow, Kev, uh, what about you? How do you feel about this one? Watch how quickly I do this. I legitimately, I legitimately thought you were gonna that I was gonna oppose <coughs> you. I I swear <laughs> to God, I thought I thought, oh my God, I'm gonna have to you know, people on the Twitter. I'm gonna be called Mister Randy again. But I'll tell well, you that, what that might but still happen. On. Well, yeah, it, it, and I'm probably, I'm sure, it probably will. But I got to tell you, so just a couple of quick observations is it, it, for me, like right away. So okay, okay, so obviously we know how much I love Queen, and and I know how yep. much you love Queen. So, but so this was supposed to be a Brian solo song, right? This for his solo record and originally, to, yeah. To, yeah, to my to my mind, it's a fucking good thing he let Queen do it because could Brian. <laughs> elevate this (laughs) fucking thing i don't think he could it would be it would be it would be awful so (laughs) so so, but now now what also feels like now because so given the age that i am i was a young cool hip guy back in those days and so to me this sounds like old guys chasing their tail and trying to trying to pander to the new sort of sounds and the new yeah the, the new rock and roll trends that are that are you know, that are awesome and cool. So, so it sounds to me horribly like uninspired uh, despite, despite Freddie's awesomeness and, and in general all, you know, all of their awesomeness. And I, I, a few things I do like is, you know, the, the real drums. Great. Roger <laughs> Taylor is, you know, it's really good. Uh, Brian's got a couple of cool, couple of cool licks in there. Uh, but some of that, like you were kind of like, you're you kind of liking that riff and stuff that, yeah, it, I don't know, it's, it's pretty kind of pretty pandering. Okay. It's, it's just <laughs> not, well, it's just, it's really not, it's it, it's one of those things that maybe kind of sounds hard, but is really easy to do. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? It, no, it totally does. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and then, and then, you know, we actually in the episode did not talk about the lyrics. I was sort of reading along. Uh, yeah. Not fucking, not good. I would say mostly just not really all that great, uh, but hey, there you go. I, I would say that's uh, my opinion from Moose Jaw. You know, who knows how I'll feel if, if I was at home. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with I'm gonna tell you why I've, I've always had a problem with this song, and it's six words, and those six words are "hoop diddy diddy a hoop diddy do," because that is one of the fucking laziest weakest, most awful pieces of shit lyrics anyone's ever written. (laughs) It's just, it's dreadful. It's, 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 you know, it's, I think I've read somewhere that it's like, it's a throwback to the fifties and that no, but it doesn't belong in this song. Like if you're doing the fifties, do the fucking fifties. Then you could do that. You could do Seaside rendezvous. You did fucking all these songs where it was, don't, man, I just, I can never, I've never been able to get past that. And I remember Randy, even young Kev, even 18 year old Kev, Young Kev, even loved this song somewhat unironically, because I really enjoyed the drive of it and the sort of because I still think like musically, I think there's actually a pretty good song in there somewhere. I think there's a song that you could really do something with in this, in the in the idea of this. The lyrics in that, as soon as it got to hoop diddy diddy hoop diddy do, even <laughs> at 18, I thought, oh holy Jesus, what the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> this what is phone, What was the phone number you dialed? To phone that one in. <laughs>
3: yes. This is the guy who wrote 39 and the Prophet song and fucking save me. And like, what is this? It's I mean, and that's where it loses me completely is the lyrics are just they're just not you can, there's nothing you can say about them that's good. There's no part of this, you know, even you're rushing headlong. Okay, that's all right. Headlong out of control, yeah, okay. But yeah. then there ain't no stopping. There's nothing you can, nothing you can, nothing you can, nothing you can, nothing you can do But it. It's like, I don't know, it's just, it's so bad. Now, I said, the other thing that I don't think I'd ever sort of listened to before I listened to this is that <laughs> John Deacon is criminally underused on this song as well. Now, and again, I know that it's not a song that requires a whole bunch of noodle on the bass, but even in Breakthrough, he had a couple of little passages in the bridge or whatever, where he got to throw up further on the neck and play a little bit of something. There's nothing in this. He's just playing eighth, on, eighth notes on the roots.
0: Which, and, and well, in the video too, he looks completely un, uninterested, but completely. On, you you, you forgot mean... to mention this, Kevin. Here, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> listen, he used to be a man with a stick in his hand, oh, he used Lord. to be a woman with a hot dog stick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, Randy is now gone, like he's now lost complete control of his body.
0: <laughs> oh, you gotta admit, those are that's pretty rough. Okay, I mean, so, I don't know. I mean,
3: fucking hell. And I did read that there's a, you know, oh, but those lyrics are, they sound ridiculous at the first. but when you when you dig into them, that a man with a stick in his hand is, is Brian May because the stick in his hand is his guitar. Ooh, yeah. oh, and apparently you, a you. woman with a hot, a hot dog stand is, was slang for a strip club or something, but his wife wasn't a stripper. Yeah. And so the red hot man meets a white hot lady, his her pale complexion, in his red suit. And it's just like, I think you really just sort of, you work, you're work. doing a lot of work after the fight to just try and justify these fucking horrendous lyrics. They're yeah, just I, you know, so
0: bad. I, I, almost, I almost rather when the lyrics are, uh, are nonsensical. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm not sure if everybody's aware here, but my friend Kevin does a podcast about Tom Petty. And Tom Petty wrote some excellently, ridiculously nonsensical lyrics that meant nothing at the time and continue to mean nothing. And he did it intentionally, and yeah. so I would actually prefer that instead of like trying to come up with the you know you know boy runs uphill you know girl <laughs> runs downhill. It's like well, you know, at that point, don't even bother. Like just you know, well, and, and just this. I mean, you know, it,
3: I was going to say not to beat up on the lyrics, but let's beat up on these lyrics because they deserve it. Again, the try too hard thing of old men in the 90s trying to be cool. Now they start freaking everywhere you turn. That's an awful lyric. Then the next line, you can't stop walking because your feet got burned. That's literally, oh, I like that line. Now they start freaking everywhere you turn. I've got nothing else. And the next line is just junk. And I just, yeah, it's it's just it, that it ain't so groovy when you're screaming in the night. I, man. Yeah. And it's one of those songs where if you're a, a critic, a rock critic in the eighties and nineties, and you want to have a go at Queen, songs
0: like this make it a really fucking easy target. I think. it'd have been pretty easy. Yeah. It'd have been pretty easy. And uh and you know what bothered me most is that uh I was actually really not expecting that. And I, I gotta be a hundred percent honest. When when you voted down, I was I was surprised. I thought you'd been like, <laughs> oh great, you know uh the revival of the old queen that I love. And, you know, I bought this when I was two and I, you know, I fought my way out of (laughs) Wigan and, you know, and, you know, but, you know, when you voted it down, it's like, holy fucking hell. So anyhow, yeah. Again, I still
3: like the music of this song and I do think there is a song in there that you could do something with. I think there's enough ideas there that you could make something really cool, but the lyrics just undermines anything that's going on that's even interesting because it's so bad.
0: Yeah there certainly is is merit there certainly is merit in 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 the production and in all of it yeah. you know i mean it's, it's fucking jesus christ there certainly should be because uh what other reason this song has to exist i'm not sure so <laughs> yeah so yeah I, as a matter of fact can you remember last week i was sort of you know talked myself into deciding that i really like yeah. I, I think I'm I'm talking to myself more now. <laughs> and I'm feeling better about my, you know, my downvote. Because initially I thought you were going to be an upvote. I was going to have to like really like anchor in on my position and just yeah. like dig in hard. But uh, hey, you're with me. man. I, Come on down, coming down into the pit here. And like I said, a I minute,
3: mean, I think like you said, I, mean, I think we said even during the song or one of the breaks that Roger's drums sound great. And he's actually, it's a really good drum part on this song. He fucking mm-hmm. nails it. Plays exactly mm-hmm. what this song needs. Yeah. Um, John, even though he's not, you know, he's, he's kept in, he's in second gear, he's holding the bottom yeah. end down great. I mean, he, it works, the eight notes work, everything else. Yeah. But I'd written down like, and again, some some of the lyrics like that big, yeah, that Fred does after the first verse is great. Yeah. His voice yeah. is definitely, you can tell that he's not, the, he's not you know 1985 Freddie. at this point he's yeah. struggling to to get that much power but i just i just have to keep going back to those lyrics and what i'd written down is the lyrics are so preposterous and bad that they almost circle back into sort of being great because they're so bad but not quite and that's actually the worst zone to be in right when you've gone <laughs> so far into bad but you've not got background to being so bad they're good. That's a really fucking awful place to be. And that's where they are. And that's just for a guy like Brian May to think that this is okay to foist on an unsuspecting public. I think is just
0: it's reprehensible, Randy. I think he should be ashamed of himself. I'm pretty sure I found the uh the phone number too here for that uh John Deacon called for his uh his bass <laughs> part. It's it's actually one eight hundred baseline. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. God does it I mean the video
3: too the video's awful it's a bad video it's so like let's get everyone in a room and we'll we'll make them do funny things and it'll be funny because they're doing funny things like, it just looks so forced and john looks like kill me now kill me all the way to death and never let me yeah. have to think about this song ever again
0: you know yeah people are wondering why uh, why john has sequestered himself i think it was because of shit like this <laughs> Hey,
3: John, do you want to come out on tour with uh, us and Paul Rogers? Uh, I don't know. What's the set list? Well, we're doing headlong first click. <laughs> <laughs> John? John? John. John. <laughs> John, doesn't, John is not going to join us. Rog, he's not He's not joining us. We'll have to find a new base.
0: He's like, talk to my fucking manager. <laughs>
3: and by that, I mean, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Excellent. Well, there's headlong. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of glad we've got that one out of the way because I kind of knew coming in. There's been a few, i would said there's been about five or six so far where I've not been 100% sure how I'm going to vote. I know what I think about each song, but I'm never, so it's like, okay, well, I think that might rescue it or this might, or that might put it me off and then it doesn't or whatever. So I've been a few of those songs, but this one I knew coming in that it's like, there's so much I like about this song, but for the one part of the song that is just, irredeemable right so yeah
0: yeah yeah. It, it sort of it sort of pushes all the right buttons but then you know doesn't hit that big finish button
3: you know well it pushes the right buttons but it's the fucking nuclear button and now fucking Scandinavia's gone up in smoke you know like that, that's not good I like the Swedes what's wrong with them there's nothing wrong with them leave them alone okay so we, we've decided I mean we've, we've I think we've panned this one as hard as maybe harder than any of the songs we've done especially the lyrics right but we have to decide how we think the people randy the uh, the twitterverse is gonna accept this song or, or view this song so what do you think what's your what's your or do you want me to go first on this one
0: i could i can go first i think that i think our listeners are probably gonna like this more than you and i did okay uh, but i don't think they're gonna like i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're in love with it so i'm gonna say i said 60 40 last week i'm gonna say this week I'm gonna say uh sixty-five in favor. 65, 35, Really? You think that high, eh? Well, I'm just I'm okay. fucking I'm just guessing. And you know what? I never fucking have any idea if I'm accurate <laughs> or not.
3: And again, this is another one that I'm not sure on. Because I know well, we know that cheap B movie, we know which way they're gonna vote, right? But
0: yeah, I would I would assume that I know that vote, yes. I'm gonna say on this one,
3: I'm gonna say 45, 55. So I think this one's going to get dusted, but not by a lot. That's my sense.
0: Okay, okay.
3: Well, I hope so at least, because if anyone can defend this lyric, please,
0: please give me something to fucking yeah. But here, but but hang on, here I'll give you what the argument's already going to be is that it's it's not about the lyrics, it's not about that. They don't give a. It's it's about the performance, and it's about Uh, the rock, and it's about the. I mean, because listen, hey, listen, there there are songs I like far better than this. Where the lyrics are maybe even worse or more nonsensical or more bullshitty, but I like it better. So there's there's more to it than that. So but so that's what their their answer will be. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some
3: homework. Right now, I want you and I want you to write this down with your little yellow pen. Is I want you to come up with five songs that you love, genuinely and unironically love, that you think have got fucking worse lyrics than this. Because I'm not sure you can find five. That's
0: how bad I think these lyrics are. You know what? as uh, a man of the cloth. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Head long. It's a good thing Brian let the Jansen Queen do this tune, because if Mr. Mercury can't save it, it can't be saved. If I were to title this episode, I'd call it, what number did John call to phone in his baseline? Or possibly, hey Fred, can you make this cool? (laughs) We genuinely appreciate your engagement. So you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. If you get some time, check out our friends at the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Uh, and you know what? We'll be back with you next week to talk about Queen. Brand new
2: angle, highly commendable, Seaside Pod. Give us a kiss, Cabby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: leaving that in. <laughs>